This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Listen to the show on the Odyssey app. Watch the show on twitch.tv slash BetQL and YouTube and follow us on X at BetQL Daily. Joining us on the program today, John Daigle from 4 for 4 and Bet Spurts with his usual Friday appearance to talk about his favorite prop plays for week seven of the NFL. But first, we talk about Major League Baseball's postseason. And Joe, you know what's fun? You know what's a lot of fun to do? Talk about home run props. You know what's not fun? When none of them cash, apparently you can score runs in Major League Baseball without the long ball. That was news to me, but somehow we had a regulation baseball game occur without a single home run. That's what we saw. The Diamondbacks knocked off the Phils 2-1. to one. Philly still leads this series two games to one with game four later today. But in the desert, the power in the lineup dried up. Speak for yourself, sir, but we'll get to Houston, Texas in a moment where the home run props did very well for the show. But yeah, the pitcher's duel that nobody was expecting yesterday afternoon, right? With Philadelphia and Arizona, the way things lined up, I was like, (laughs) they were both awesome. And the Arizona fans, the five of them that were there, were booing the pitching change. And uh, that they probably should have at that point. Only 70 pitches for nine Ks. No walk on the Suarez side, seven Ks, one walk. Uh, so, yeah, but as soon as the ninth got going, the way that was unfolding with the w- multiple walks by Kimbrell, it's like, okay, this one's actually going to be over, and uh, the Diamondbacks are going to steal a game. I don't think it's going to play out that way in game number four, but uh, we'll break that game down uh, later on. But, yeah, so Arizona, Arizona got one in the series. It is not going to be a sweep. I'm not changing my stance on this one. I still think it's going to be a short series. I expect uh, today's matchup to look more like games one and two. Was it the right decision to take thought out? I think it's funny that uh, the headlines are like, oh, Diamondbacks fans are upset about it. What fans? It was empty there. Are there really any Diamondbacks fans? was upset. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So there's a lot going on there, and it's just one of the small angles. But you know how Philadelphia sports fans are jerks, even though Ed wanted to praise them and how, you know, they're just great people now. (laughs) Endearing. Yeah, endearing is a different word than praising. Yeah, they're not endearing. I I forgot what you were saying. Um, Endearing. That's that's even worse. Okay. They're not endearing. Um, Praising. Oh, you old lady Philly fan. No, I'm not doing that. There were a lot of Philly fans that were buying the cheap tickets, third-party markets, 
so nobody would fill fill the seats. Like that was going on in the internet yesterday. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, so, so that's, that's part of the reason. I think that's part of you the know reason. what. I, I don't think yes. MLB was complaining about the revenue. You know, they weren't getting sold anyway. I feel like that's I was a Phoenix say problem. They probably weren't. They probably weren't. Yeah. <laughs> and there's PA and to defend Philadelphia, we're helping Major League Baseball. Of course, it's like a half defense. Like a half <laughs> I know defense. you do. You do. It's like it's like a half defense, and also you you don't normally care, but you're like, I feel like. You know what? It's like my brother. I, I can make fun of Dan, but you can't. You better not say anything about Dan. I'll come and punch you in the face. Like, you know, it's a little bit of that, right? At least let you know that I might. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, no, I yeah, so of course. I got a text from I got a text from a certain WIP host about the whole like I had no Joe idea Julio. About the ticket buying thing. <laughs> I also yeah. I also got crazy. the same text. Yeah. Really? Like, look at what the I saw it fans going on in Arizona. Yeah, so I think it's it hilarious. is legitimate. It's not like a few people. Like people, I saw like some of the screenshots that WIP was retweeting. Like people were buying tickets, so Diamondbacks fans couldn't sit at them. The, the and you know what? I don't think people were going to show up anyway. I, I probably guess I'm not. a little bit more surprised there weren't more Philly fans there. But again, I looked at a flight. I'll be honest. I looked at a flight. It was five hundred dollars. Like, okay, so cool. Five hundred bucks for the flight, ten dollars for the ticket. It still doesn't make it worth it. Like, if it was like a, yeah. you know, there's more like World Series, a, I'd say Florida, yes. World Series, yes, World Series, but... yes, or like maybe closer. But like Florida's more of a Philly hub. Like Arizona is to Chicago, but Florida is to Philly. New York is like far as like expat sort of community Good analogy i feel like in like philly spring training is down there um so that's a little bit of a tougher haul but yeah if they're not gonna go i mean i don't even know if they had to buy the tickets to be honest i don't think people were gonna show up either way which is probably mm -hmm. kind of sad Th that's yeah. what i was saying several years though? ago like we've had other instances where the diamondbacks just didn't show up even though the ball club was playing very very well you know, Brock has like look at these diamondbacks fans showing up and you know really showing why do you get credit for showing up to the like, league man, championship series? <laughs> and they yeah. were. I don't like that broadcast, but come on, guys. Yeah, they weren't even. Oh, there. you you didn't like that crew? No, I do. I do. I just oh, okay, I thought okay. it was funny that like the whole thing going around on social media is that Philly fans are buying tickets so that people can't go because people aren't going anyway. Like, oh, look at this crowd. Yeah, you didn't need to buy them. Okay. The fun. The funny right. part was me, just typical Philadelphia sports fan. There were some that were getting mad at those people, not because they were gobbling up the tickets, not because Diamondbacks fans weren't going to go away anyways. Like, oh, yeah, good job, guys. You know, have you noticed we have a team that actually feeds off emotion and energy? You're hurting us. <laughs> it's so stupid. I didn't get that. So there's infighting now it. among the, the ranks. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I mean, that, that should Throw be a surprise to absolutely no one. We'll fight <laughs> you and each other. Just so oh know. yeah, very yeah. The civil war uh, rages on. Good stuff. By the way, uh, if we can talk about why this is going to be a short series, I thought Ranger Suarez mm -hmm. pitched really well. Sinker got eleven called strikes, painting the edges with his changeup and fastballs. I think it's a, that's a comforting sign. Like, look, you're not going to win every single close game you have. You know, that's just part of baseball. But I felt like he pitched really well. And if we see him in a game seven, I would probably favor him. Seeing him in the World Series, probably favoring yeah. him about, you know, against just about any other matchup, assuming he, you know, we have a similar uh, starting rotation for the Phils with him going in game four. 
Yeah, I don't know why the questions were there. Um, they were there last postseason, too, going into it. And right. he performed just fine. Yeah, he's done enough where you can trust him in these big spots. And like we can agree that today is it's going to be tough to squeeze in. We'll talk about it during lightning bets. But it's probably going to be just the direct opposite of what we saw. The total's nine and a half. It's a bullpen game, and the guy the Dimebacks are starting, probably going to go one inning. You got Sanchez on mm-hmm. the Philly side. It does feel like if you want to load up on Philly's props, that won't burn you today. Right. I think that's fair. I feel sick. <laughs> <laughs> no, I finally get in on Philly's home runs, and none of them cash. Gotta love that. Well, now, now, you, now, now we know early. we got to go back. Yeah, that it right. always happens like this. Yeah, I mean Bedard lost last night. It's gonna, won. it's everything ends at some point. Of course, the Bedard. Turner, uh, I was a day early. Reference. Like I just should stay away from baseball. It's not going well for me. You're running out of time, Aaron. <laughs> We're almost done with this whole operation. Hey, let's NBA go on to the there. ALCS. And uh, good news: Jordan Alvarez denied a grand slam. Bad news: Jose Abreu then clears the bases during the very next at bat. That was the day for the Texas Rangers. Andrew Heaney didn't get out of the first inning. Chaz McCormick gets a home run as well. And out was recorded tagging a batting glove sticking out of a back pocket. <laughs> that was the kind of day the Texas Rangers were having at home. The Astros even the series with a 10-3 victory, Joe. That game was over in the first inning. Like Anybody with any sense. like I know they didn't get to four runs there against Heaney, but they got to three. But it's like, this is done. They're done. Now they've got to go to the bullpen early again. The Astros mash in the, this park again. They have a great record this season. They've been terrific on the road. And we've got a 2-2 series now. And I don't think any of us should be surpri- surprised. Now the road team has won every game of the series. Will it continue tonight in game number five? Yeah, the Abreu homer, the McCormick homer, that was that was fun. Uh, had those. Man, I was Tucker. If that could have came through, that was fun. When you yeah. when you get props, multiple players, and they're all batting in a row, like that that gets you going. Like five, they were hitting five, six, seven, and I had props on all three of those guys. So every time you got to that part of the order, it was uh, it was fun. But I mean, the over cashes fairly easily. Astros winner, um, and then we have a good matchup today, and we something we already saw earlier on in this series. Lower total eight and a half. I think this one's going the distance. I I expect a seven-game series. How about you, Aaron? Yeah, I mean, I just keep thinking about uh, earlier this week, you guys called it, our guests called it, Max Scherzer back on the mound, and they're going to let the Astros right back in this series, and it's just everything's playing out like you guys said it would. It's it's kind of funny to me, actually. I don't know. I'm a big believer in karma. Scherzer getting suspended for the sticky stuff. Like, maybe this is all coming back to haunt him. <laughs> that, that sounds oh, man. fair. That sounds fair. I I may not be a believer in karma, but I do believe in regression to the mean. I also think this is going to go seven games. Like you look at expected batting average on each side of that contest. Astros were hitting 300. The Rangers were hitting 290. Definitely something where the score isn't necessarily indicative of maybe how well the Rangers were playing outside of Haney. Mm-hmm. I think the hitters, for the most part, did well. It's just, you know, they didn't always leave the yard, and that can happen sometimes. But ultimately, this does feel like a much closer 
series than perhaps the first couple of games uh, led us to believe. It does feel like this can go seven innings. Jose Arquiti, six hard hit balls allowed in two and a third. Hunter Brown, six hard hit balls allowed in three innings of relief work. Something where, you know, Astros pitchers, maybe they were getting the outs, but they weren't necessarily doing it in the most effective of means. And so I think this is going to be a fun, exciting series lasting all the way to a game seven. Let's move on now to football. And the Jaguars win outright against New Orleans. Boy, this game went way over the total of 40 and a half. 31 to 24, the Jaguars win in New Orleans. Joe, the Jags have won three games in 11 days, including two away from Jacksonville in London and in New Orleans. We kept discounting the Jaguars because of Trevor Lawrence's health, talking about C.J. Beathard a good bit. And instead, it was the Jaguars blowing this thing wide open and then hanging on at the end. Another example of why you don't ever blindly follow trends. This one uh, does not cash on the over. It, we go, I mean, it does cash on the over. So that, that under trend ends. It's the first under in a Saints game this season. Trevor Lawrence looked just fine. And, and I mean, even more, more so fine. like, uh, yeah, he led the team in rushing yards. Like, exactly. what were the odds on that? I don't know if that prop was available, <laughs> but him leading the way in rushing yards. ETN, two touchdowns again. So that's three straight mm-hmm. games. He's had two touchdowns. But what the prop that we liked, ETN under in this specific matchup, even though they were playing with the lead throughout, he still couldn't get to the 66 and a half. He ends up with 14 carries, 53 yards. Um, we pretty much... We did very well with the props yesterday with the ETN. Mm-hmm. Our guest had Christian Kirk opened our eyes on that matchup. That was fairly easy. Six receptions on six, tar- six targets, 90 uh, yards, ends up uh, getting a touchdown. You know, the Jaguars get outplayed in the box score once again, but they walk away with a win. Boy, Saints, Saints fans have to be very frustrated. I mean, the play calling, the lack of execution, that we're seeing in the red zone. That's been a theme of the week in the National Football League everywhere, including on this show. And it was front and center with New Orleans last night. Derek Carr losing his mind, yelling at everyone. (laughs) And he was to blame himself. I wonder with Dennis Allen, a more defensive-minded coach, if this just isn't working. Or maybe Derek Carr's just hooked at this point. Or perhaps it's a combination of both. But it is not working out with those two. That's for sure. Their offense is awful. The whole NFC South is awful. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes, it is. (laughs) Absolutely, it is. And one of them gets to win the division and host a playoff game. Isn't that going to be exciting? Just like last year when Tom Brady was, for the most part, washed. The Bucs were, for the most part, washed. Still won this division. Still got to host a playoff game. And then they got demolished Mm -hmm. by the Cowboys. And maybe we'll we'll have history repeat itself all over again. By the way, Joe, you mentioned props. Calvin Ridley, way under his reception total. That is one where this Jaguars offense was still able to move the ball down the field without Calvin Ridley. I don't know what that means exactly, but I just find that intriguing and maybe something that's actionable as far as far as props are concerned as we continue betting on the Jaguars. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. We kick off our plays for the Week 7 NFL slate with Lions, Ravens, and our Bears. That's right here on the BetQL Network. We will start with the Lions at the Ravens. Baltimore, three-point favorites at home. The total is 43, and the Lions do have some injuries at running back. 
Joe, can mm-hmm. Detroit overcome them? Of course they can. I, sh- I should actually defer to you guys because you're both on the Lions. You've made that clear throughout the week. They are the public dog. I, I'm i close to betting the Ravens. I, a couple things holding me off. Um, and they are teams coming back from the London trip that decide not to take the bye. They go right into it. They have their struggles. Like We have examples this year. Over the last few years, there are a number of examples. Uh, I believe it's happened 13 times where it is tight late. So do I want to lay three points with John Harbaugh, who's turning conservative more and more every week? He's just like, you know what? I can trust Tucker. I can't trust my red zone offense mm-hmm. right now. And that's the direction he's going. So do I want to lay three with a conservative coach and a team post-London? But that's my concern about the Ravens side. Now fading the Lions after they're getting all the love. They are the public team. And the trend has been when you are the public team of the week, you lose the value and you usually lose the game. I mean, that's what's been going on over the last month in the NFL and the weather. Like you got to be able to run the ball and the Lions running backs are hurt. So now we're down to RB3. It's going to be RB4 in this game. Um, that's a concern that you're going to have to run the ball because it's going to be sustained winds 15 to 20 miles per hour gusts, maybe north of 30 miles per hour in this game. So that's why I'm leaning Ravens, but the London thing and just the way Harbaugh is coaching this team right now has me concerned. Uh, Yeah, has me concerned too. I was looking for field goal props uh, for the Ravens. I think you could Ooh. even make the argument Dan Campbell's the better coach right now. If you want to bet the Ravens, you should. Look, the Jaguars didn't take the bye, did they? They seem to be doing okay after lunch. I feel like they're so. the outlier with everything London, though. <laughs> I know. You know what I mean? Just, yeah, I wouldn't right. follow them with anything. Truth or no trend. Kidding. Um, <laughs> I think Goff is going to have a big day. I might also look at uh, some Lamar rushing props in this one. Um, the Lions have struggled with some rushing QBs so far this season. I don't know. So I was listening to Joe. I'm like, is this a letdown spot for my lions? I mean, the, the Ravens have let me down this season. They just haven't got it going. You mentioned the red zone struggles, um, the field goals. I don't know what's going on with Harbaugh. Is he losing a step? It's just weird. It hasn't been uh, the Ravens that I expected it to be in the off season. But I, I don't know. You just traditionally this Ravens team like does things right. They've been a great organization. So I'm like, okay, is there a trick here? Is this a is this a letdown spot for the Lions? I, I don't know. I'm probably gonna stick to props in this one when it's all said and done. I mean it the other thing is, uh what other props was I looking at? Yeah, the field goals is one I was interested in. That's the big one. Um, yeah, they're not posted yet. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I feel like, uh, Aaron, you and I are going to become Phillies fans all of a sudden because even though I agree with you uh, on the Lions' side, there is one element to this I might push back on, and that is this idea that the Lions can't defend quarterback scrambles. They're actually really good at that. They're third best as far as defending uh, quarterback runs. At the end of the day, all we care about are Ravens runs, right? Like, yeah, we talk about mm-hmm. this passing attack so much and this offense coordinator and save flowers, yada, yada, yada. No, at the end of the day, like how well can the Ravens run the football? And if they can run it effectively, not that you necessarily need that to set up play action, 
but at least it's something where you know they're not going to be completely anemic. And I'm not sure that's going to be the case in a game like this. Like, let's put some respect on the name of the Detroit defense. I think it's really important we do that in a matchup like this. I know it's dangerous to just look at one game and use that as a template for how we want to look at one team in general. But I do think how the Lions perform against the Falcons and that outside zone rushing attack, I think that tells us a lot about just how good Detroit is defending the run. This is a bad matchup for Baltimore in general. The Lions know when to stack the box. They're very good at limiting big runs when they put eight defenders there. They allow the second fewest rushing yards over expected for next-gen stats in that situation. Ravens love running from under center, but the Lions are successful more than 70% of the time on such carries. Because the weather is not going to be clement, I do expect Baltimore to try and run the ball a good bit more, and I think Detroit Mm -hmm. will be completely ready for that. And so maybe Jared Goff doesn't have to have the best game. Maybe the running backs aren't that efficient. I don't think it matters because of how well this Lions defense is going to play. You want to bet the under? Be my guest. But I like Lions plus three here. Yeah, if I'm doing anything with side or total, I'm going under. The number is 43 right Mm -hmm. now. It's dropped a couple of points throughout the week for good reason because of the weather. And so Craig Reynolds returned to practice yesterday. We don't know if he's going to go. This is one of those injury reports that I'm going to be watching today. Is Gibbs out for sure? Like some people have said yes. And then, you know, I know he was limited yesterday. Um, And then Reynolds too. Like Reynolds is RB3. If Reynolds is out, what are we down to? I don't even know who they're, they're going to at that point. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah. One, one other you, thing, too. Do we uh, think the Ravens wind under... is going to be a big factor? Yeah. It's kind of early. I think well, they need reasons not sure. to pass. I mean, I, it's almost an excuse, I think. Like, what is it? Ravens, uh, Lamar Jackson under 218 and a half passing yards. I love the under in that one. Like, weather, matchup, what they're trying to do, the fact they may not trust those receivers. I like that one a lot. That's probably the prop that I like more than any of the others. Okay, let's move on now to the Raiders and the Bears. Chicago, two and a half point dogs at home. Another low total of 37. Again, this is like mm. Iowa Hawkeye territory here. But Joe, what do you like <laughs> on this one? Ooh, well, we had line movement yesterday. This goes from three down to two and a half after it's confirmed that Jimmy Garoppolo is out, even though we knew that Jimmy Garoppolo was going to be out. Uh Now it's in the teaser range. This is what we were talking about earlier in the week. Like, this is why you wait on some spots. Like, okay, yeah, now, now you go Bears through the three, through the seven, plus eight and a half as a home. Plus eight and a half against the Raiders? Hold on. Hold on. Plus eight half against the Raiders. Like that feels like a very strong leg. And I understand, Beige, we don't really know what's gonna happen there. A lot of questions, but you know, what we do know is uh is what? That the Raiders have had issues everywhere, offensively, defensively. Another team terrible in the red zone last week. They even though they won, they were one for six in the red zone against the New England Patriots. 
so uh, we keep hearing a different story about Devontae Adams being mad every day. Like, how's that going to go? Do, do people think like, okay, now they're going to feed him? Or is it going to go in the opposite direction? Either way would not surprise me. So we've talked all week about the Raiders, their history as a road favorite, how awful they are. Uh, DJ Moore has a great matchup. Like, can Bajan just get it to DJ Moore? Can he do that? He's going against a fourth-round rookie corner in Bennett, and PFF ranks him 118 out of 124 cornerbacks. So I'm sure Luke Getzey's talking oh to Bajan a whole lot this week. Just get it to DJ. We need to end this 10-game home losing streak. I like the Bears teasers. I like the Bears and the spread. I think they can win this game. I like the Bears, too, and it's funny. I also had written down about Devontae Adams. Like, which way is this going to go? He's complaining again that, like, basically his talent is being wasted. So I'm thinking, uh, do I want to bet over on his prop, or is he going to be even more angry after this game? Maybe I should just stay away because I have no idea. And Jimmy G, I don't know, man. Is he done? It's just bad. Is he done? I, maybe. I, he, I thought he was done last offseason. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I don't think yeah. it's working out for him anymore. And if you have it's him, like you got you to gotta be strong with your other quarterbacks, with your depth on the roster, because you know he's going right. to miss a chunk of the season every year. Mm-hmm. God, yep. Shitter Sanders is going to look great in a Raiders uniform, won't he? Like, he's going to look – like, you know, black I is see color it. for I, Colorado. I so, already see it. Yeah. I already see it. It just makes perfect. way too much sense, right? Like it no. is the it's the perfect marriage. I can't wait for that to happen, and I'm absolutely yeah. going to start backing the Raiders once that occurs. As far as this game <laughs> is concerned, there is not a whole lot to go off of. There is a lot of mystery surrounding this game. You look at the injury report. Raiders secondary may be missing a few pieces. We know the Bears' pass defense is awful. Bears O line yep. might be banged up, but this is what I do know. When you have two backup quarterbacks going up against each other, I'm not going to take the favorite at two and a half on the road. I know better than that. It doesn't matter if it's Brian Hoyer, Aiden O'Connell, you know, quarterback, quarterback. I don't care who it is. Two and a half on the road is just way too much. You just can't do that. And maybe I am a member of the Bajancy, and I don't want to admit it because people are watching and listening. But here's what I do know. This game could very well be decided on the ground, and that's where the Bears have a distinct advantage. Raiders are terrible when defending with light boxes, cannot stop inside carries between the tackles. I expect them to score touchdowns once in the red zone because of their backs. I think ultimately Mm -hmm. the line is just too big. As a teaser, that's probably the most prudent play, but still Mm -hmm. the Bears could win this outright. So maybe use the Bears as a teaser leg, but then also sprinkle a little on the money line because I think they can win this outright. Uh, Also, one thing, yes, DJ Moore, get the ball to him, but I also think Cole Komet could also be an impactful player just because you have that safety valve. So I like him to go over three and a half receptions, but ultimately I think we are good to go here. So Bears all day, every day in this one. How about we move on to the Browns and the Colts? Indianapolis at home, but they are three-point dogs with another low total of 40 and a half and another matchup of backup quarterbacks, Joe. Yeah, I guess so. We're sure, right? Like, Watson's not going to play? Doesn't seem That's like it. it. Seems like. There's limited I, I, yesterday. 
He was limited. I handicapped him as as though he weren't. But if he does, okay. then okay, the line will move accordingly. I think. Yeah, yeah. It, well, it budged, right? We went to three, so budged a little bit. Uh, Watson was limited. Kareem Hunt was limited as well. Um, how do you respond after the all-in effort at home to take out the 49ers? That's the question. Let's say P.J. Walker's out there once again. He's not why they won. I mean, everybody knows that. And if you dig into the numbers, he was awful. And I don't think that should be a big surprise to anyone. But also, you know, with on the Minshew side, it's like, okay, we've talked a lot about the more we see him, the worse it's going to look. And that's been how his career has gone. For me, do I want to lay three thinking that Minshew's not going to be doing anything offensively? Uh, it's a little bit of a temptation, but not really. Not really. I, I'd go under if anything the Colts won't be able to score much on this Browns defense. And I don't expect PJ Walker to be able to do too much. So low, low total. And I'm still fine going under. I like that. The under sounds like a good play for me. It's just like, okay, we're probably going to have backup quarterbacks here. If I had to pick a side, I would go Browns because they just have the better defense. There's just not a lot to like in this one. Probably why the under is probably the best look in this one. But if you had to twist my arm, I'll lay the points with the Browns. I get it. They're, they went all out last week. Probably can't repeat it. But this Colts team is so bad. And the Browns defense is at least pretty good that – I think minus three isn't terrible for this Browns team. I actually wonder, does it even matter if Deshaun Watson does play? He hasn't been that good. I was just about to year. say that. I was no, just about better to than say PJ that. Walker, I would hammer though. the under. Yeah. It doesn't matter who the quarterback yeah. is. He oh, yeah. Be. Oh, for the total. Oh, I thought you meant for the yeah. point spread. Yeah. For the total? Yeah. And and yeah. it would jump back don't, up a couple don't, points. No, don't at least if, Yeah. Get a better number if he's out there, too. Right. No, it's true. It, yeah, it, it's a really good point. It was 42 and a half earlier in the week. Now we're sitting at 40 and a half, and I'm fine with it. Yeah. Uh, I have no faith in Gardner Minshew at this point, facing the highest blitz rate he's had his entire career. Uh, 43% success rate when doing that. Even with four-man rushes, he's having trouble absorbing pressure. Minshew has also struggled in the intermediate part of the field. So if he faces some third, medium, third longs, like any sack for any part of a drive, and that drive is over. He cannot move the ball effectively down the field with chunk mm-hmm. plays. I don't see that happening. I guess the, the most interesting question in a game like this is, what do you do with the running backs for the Colts? I actually think backing Zach Moss might be the play here and go over his 35 and a half. Really? I, I don't know what they're going to do. It's Yeah, that's a great number. Um, and I'm sure it's maybe a little bit higher than Taylor. I didn't look it up. I just don't know. Like two weeks ago, Moss has the awesome game. Last week, the organization decided we just paid Taylor. We've got to make sure that we work Taylor in more. They made the announcement. They did not too much success, but they were trailing the whole game. So I'm really not sure what they're what they're going to do here. I was thinking, is this finally a Taylor game? He's just hasn't had any production. 19 and 18 yards. Maybe this is the spot he goes over. Maybe so. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, a couple of divisional clashes and the Falcons and the Buccaneers and the Commanders and the Giants right here on the BetQL Network. Shaman Davis with his first career INT. This fourth quarter is one to forget for Arthur Smith and the Falcons.
There's a bluntness to that. I really like it. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. We will get to the Falcons in just a bit. But first, another divisional matchup that we need to get to. The Commanders and the Giants. New York may be at home, but they are three-point dogs with a total of a whopping 37 and a half. Joe, how are you playing it? No, 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 no. See, with YouTube TV, you can do the quad box and you can pick your games. So you got four there, and a lot of people have multiple monitors. You get to maybe have a couple other going on. This will not be on my television. There's no chance. Oh, this game is oh. terrible. I don't understand the commander's love that's out there either, by the way, as this one has gone from, you know, it just keeps creeping up. Now we're at three. We Based might be what? responsible for some of that, Joe. We might be no, responsible for some of that. Who? We were a Who's commander show at good? one point. No, not this week. It was heartless. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Great. You won last week. I mean, they probably what they had less than two hundred yards last week against Atlanta. Like, I don't know why people are backing this team. I don't understand any of it. Like the Giants, at least the best case scenario for them, they're one in five. The best case scenario is probably two and four because their losses have come against Dallas, San Francisco, Seattle, Miami. And Buffalo last week, Miami and Buffalo both on the road, and they're actually sort of competitive in both of them. It's kind of mm-hmm. kind of strange. I, I'm not going to have anything on this game. The, the entire offensive line for the Giants is hurt. It looks like it's going to be Tyrod Taylor. It should be Tyrod Taylor. They're saying Daniel Jones was limited but not cleared for contact. That's all the signs that he's not going to be out there. I just, Aaron, I don't want anything to do with this game. How about you? So the Giants did put up a scrappy performance against the Bills, and I think Tyrod Taylor puts the Giants in a pretty good position. However, I was looking at, it smells like an under game. You got a division matchup. Both of these teams stink offensively for sure. 37 and a half, though, is so low already, but I still might take the under here. I don't know how they're getting over that with these two teams. New York, um, as for the Giants, they've been a pretty good under team so far this season. And I think Washington's defense is the strength of the team. So they should be able to take care of the Giants offensively there. So I think the under is where I'm going. I'm with you, Joe. I don't want to watch this either. I'll bet the under and uh, be watching other games. (laughs) (laughs) That's how you're supposed to do it, right? Like bet an under for a game you don't want to watch it all I, I think that's the the smart move there i and actually think the giants flip. plus oh three. it did great oh yes oh <laughs> lovely how nice fiddle dd i i gotta take the giants as far as a side is concerned here i mentioned yesterday for this offense to work the quarterback has to be mobile for new york tyrod taylor certainly is that so assuming he's playing i mean if, if danny dimes is available but he's not very mobile i mean that's that's a big problem like, I don't think you do that. Like, I think you need Daniel Jones to be 90 to 95% for this to have a chance of working out because how, how do these pass rushers not, you know, chomp at the bit to go ahead and take them down? That's just a scary mm-hmm. proposition in general. So there is that. I think, too, is that when you are going up against a mobile quarterback, one of the better defensive coverages to approach with is a soft zone coverage. And if the pass rush gets home, Washington's just fine. But if they are blitzing off the zone and it's beaten, then Washington is in big, big trouble. They have allowed a completion percentage over expected of 3.7%. 
I think this is a game where Taylor can keep some plays alive, resort to quick passes to keep this game close. I can't bet on them to win outright, but I think the Giants plus three is a good play here. And then as far as props are concerned, Joe, Jahan Dobson uh, over two and a half receptions made just in case he's sort of the go-to guy for Washington to kind of keep this game close. But it's not something where I'm expecting him to have a bunch of chunk plays off of his receptions. This is probably a low-scoring game as well. The under is probably the best bet. Other than that, uh, anything else you want to talk about here, or shall we move on? I mean, I guess if you're in search of something for this game, find some giant sack props because Howell loves to take sacks. He's taken 34 of them so far this season. So you could go that route. I guess I'm also annoyed because I love passing, picking on the commander's pass defense. And it's like, where do you go? It's high route in this group of receivers. So uh, it's just a a bit of a guessing game. Yeah, Waller. He'll be hurt in the first play. Like, you know, it's just. (laughs) (laughs) I got nothing. He's busy celebrating his wife's uh, victory. His wife's victory. What was her victory? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, 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 yes. yeah, yeah. The Las Vegas Aces. Yes. Congrats He's to the Las Vegas Aces covered. for winning uh, they do? a second straight WBA championship. Dynasty <laughs> brewing there in Vegas. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I guess. Uh, unless uh, unless the NBA courts Becky Hammond away, that'll be the question. We'll, we'll, we'll discuss this thoroughly, I'm sure. Meanwhile, Falcons and Buccaneers, Tampa Bay at home, two and a half favorites, total 37. I can't get, oh, I can't stop cracking over these totals. Total. This is ridiculous. I know. This is 2023 NFL football. Feel the excitement, Joe. Another one of these, huh? Yeah, feel the excitement. These matchups. Boy, I, I mean, you got to play the games, I guess. Fine. Um, Baker came back down to earth last week against Detroit, did they not? Now, Atlanta is not Detroit's defense, though. That's that's the big thing. I think we're, this is going to be a thing that pops up throughout the rest of the season. Like, oh, Mayfield looked good. Yeah, and a plus matchup. And then you go against one of those top defenses. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember why. He's kind of a journeyman at this point in his career, and he does have these games where he, where he pops and people get really excited. Uh, speaking of that, you had Ritter a couple weeks ago. Remember when he was good? Yeah, he was really bad last mm-hmm. week. He was back to being Desmond Ritter with his three <laughs> interceptions in that one. And I don't think it would shock anybody if he repeats that, if he's back to being Desmond Ritter. Uh, do we need to look at interception props? Maybe. Maybe multiple did. interceptions. <laughs> How bad is it? Yep. <laughs> How bad is it? I thought it was a great number. What Minus 114. Minus 114. Yeah, exactly. That's this one's defense number. isn't terrible. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Drake London, he's not going to have the plus matchup that he had last week. So I I, I wonder if people are going to try to jump on that train after already missing it. You missed his 125-yard game against Washington uh, last week. Low total for a reason. Falcons are an under team. They've hit the under 15 of their last 20 games. Uh, they're you know what? They have all the signs of an under team this year, right? The, the defense is so much better, and the offense is a joke. Ritter's a joke. So I, I'm sure after this one, we'll go back to having the conversation of when is it going to be time for Heineke? Yeah. So I was looking at Betstamp. It looks like uh, I'm just logging in. BetMGM might have over half an interception for Ritter at even money, which is the best number. Ooh, I love that hey. one crazy i don't know what what are we missing here anything how does it look that's i know it's for someone i I, is are people 
higher on Desmond Ritter than no. we are? Nobody is. No. I've never heard anybody say anything no. positive about him. I'm I'm even no, seeing like, like any like players analysts, that were out there have been evaporating. Yeah. Even NFL analysts out there that, you know, normally won't call out players. Like I even heard Daniel Jeremiah this week. He's like, Yeah, Desmond Ritter, he, you see it. He doesn't have it. Okay. Like just being very <laughs> frank about it. Like he's he's normally not that strong anti-players, especially for a guy that does a team broadcast. But like he's there with Ritter. Like he just couldn't hold it back anymore. He's like, it's not there. It's never going to be there. Like just it's time to move on. You got to do something else. Uh, this is not going to work. And then, you know, betting betting aside, I don't know. I don't feel strong about it. But I will say that the Falcons love to run the football. Part of the reason is because you can't pass the football with Ritter as your quarterback. Right. But this this is a tough mm. spot. This Bucks defense historically, and again this year, number three EPA per rush allowed. Like they have the best red zone defense. I guess I'm talking myself into the Tampa side, but laying two and a half, I don't feel strong enough about it. There's no way I'm jumping on Atlanta. I'm. I guess teaser spot is fine, I guess. But you've mm-hmm. got to have some trust in that Falcons offense. And, which I, and I certainly the don't. For the Falcons yeah. has been getting a little better, but not the offense. Um, maybe they can run the ball, but I'm not going to touch any Bijan props. I don't think Mm-mm. so. I just the, My favorite no, play it... is Desmond Renner interception here. I don't think I want to get involved with anything else but that. Well, I think one of the reasons why everybody's abandoning Ritter, aside from just how he's playing, but the Falcons are trying to do all of these gadget plays and, you know, show a bunch of different looks. I mean, the Falcons are the most diverse offense in per, in the NFL when it comes to personnel groupings. 12 personnel, mm-hmm. seventh most. 21 personnel, fifth most. 22 personnel, second most. They're trying all these different things mixing mixing and matching tight ends and running backs and all these different looks and they're using motion at a really high rate and it doesn't seem to matter the passing attack just isn't performing well and I think that's what's making everybody frustrated with Desmond Ritter is that he should be in a position to succeed with Drake London with Kyle Pitts like all these pretty decent to fantastic targets and nothing is working out at all. And now you're facing a Bucks defense that does really well against outside zone runs. They have contained them quite effectively. This is a bad matchup for Atlanta. And I don't trust Baker Mayfield either. So maybe the under 37 mm-hmm. is the play, even though that is a low number, but it is outdoors. And so I, I guess that's okay. But as far as a prop, I really, really like, we mentioned that we have no faith in the Falcons passing attack. I have no faith in the Tampa Bay rushing attack. Rashad White, <laughs> under 72 and a half rushing and receiving yards. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Let me hammer that one.